0: See a lot of PS2 games back there.
1: Yeah, I've got a bunch that I've i haven't really added to it much in a few years, but it's uh various things that i picked up, mostly from a uh, CEX second hand stuff.
0: Oh yeah. I think it was a CEX where uh, where where my famous Michigan story happened.
2: Um <laughs>
1: I know the story because
2: it's famous. Yeah, it's fa- it's very famous. It's famous <laughs> this on this famous podcast. The famous story, yes. <laughs>
0: my famous story. Basically, uh kim i will tell you the abridged version which is that an employee could not understand me because i was looking for michigan which is what we call it here in the united states of america where we have the state of michigan yeah. and um uh, after much back and forth they were like oh michigan ah. and uh, i could not understand
3: michigan yeah and that's
0: it the end
4: <laughs> what a payoff <laughs> you, know, well, that's, uh, you
3: should uh you know record that in a studio when uh the- spoken word
2: grammy or something
4: (laughs) yeah thanks (laughs) yeah (laughs) look out obama it's
2: famous (laughs) enough already
0: yeah yeah we don't need to spread the legend further
4: Blast off! This is episode 321 of the Insert Credit Show, the podcast of a video game opinions website that has somehow been around for 23 years. Our show's main innovation is that we added a buzzer. I'm Alex Jaffe, and the first time I recall being desperately stuck in a video game is that barrel sequence in Sonic the Hedgehog 3. (laughs) Heck. Oh,
3: man. Oh, yeah. the, 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 The circus? Yeah, zone, the carnival zone that's a real da,
2: one that's uh, a real
3: one bad level
0: i got stuck in that five years
2: ago <laughs>
4: like <laughs> oh, wow
2: you know i i actually I'm, I'm not bragging when i say this like i figured it out as a kid like very quickly
4: well there's, yeah
2: good for you but i don't know why i don't like like because you how old at, were you uh let's see 93 i would have been like 11
3: yeah, that's mm. that. That ought to do. Oh,
2: okay. That I was sense. I was fourteen. <laughs> I was
3: fourteen, which is uh, too old. Knows too much stuff. It's just past the just just past the line. You you were still open linguistically to learning new languages. Uh, that makes sense. And uh, trying stuff that a uh, you know somebody who had uh, felt considered themselves more a veteran at life. It's weird. Something happens around 12, 13. Right. So it's it's, it's I think neat. I
2: think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I, I again, because I, I, I'm i not like, oh, I was I'm good at figuring stuff out. And that's why I did it. It's like, no, I shouldn't have figured that out. But I think you're right. I think it's just I was right on the precipice of of becoming a, a mature enough person to not be able to figure that out intuitively.
3: <laughs> Eleven years old is a blend of being old enough, but not being too old. Whereas yeah. if you're like mm-hmm. six or seven, I can see you
4: getting yeah. stuck. Yeah,
2: so Sonic 3 is a game for 11-year-old.
4: That, yeah. that sounds right, actually.
2: That's the perfect match, I think. That's the whole series, I think.
4: Uh, Frank Cifaldi, when was the first time you got stuck in a video uh,
2: game? First time I got... Um, well, it's not just stuck. You, you had, like, an as, adi- 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 Yeah, was, right?
4: desperately stuck. Desperately Like, it stuck. was plaguing you. Um,
2: mm-hmm. I guess, speaking of my own stereotypes, because I really... Uh, the Secret of Monkey Island is a game that comes up a lot with me. Um, what, it was that game. Specifically, it was a puzzle that's sort of in like it begins the second half of the first act. I, I was stuck not understanding the the uh if if for those who've played the game, the, the grog puzzle, the mm. uh uh transferring grog from mm. one mug mo- one mug to another on your way from oh. one end of the map to another. And I also didn't know because we didn't have a manual and it was like my aunt's computer and I got to play it once every two weeks or something that you could save the game. So my experience was just playing it from the start over and over and then getting stuck at that that part. That ought to do
3: it, as they say.
1: Definitely. Jesus.
3: So I'm Tim Rogers and the first time I can recall getting desperately stuck in a video game is um, I've got to do a bit of... uh, I mean, this is the closest I get to talking about religion here uh, on this sh- on this show with any with any degree of uh, meaningfulness. I played the original Legend of Zelda with nothing, and it was it was you know just the whole game with nothing. Rented it with no instruction manual, no nothing, and uh, just figured it out. And uh, it didn't really feel super good the whole time. I can't imagine. I had played Metroid before because I was more interested in Metroid and Metroid I felt desperately stuck by virtue of it just being you know again the rental shop never giving the manuals with the games by virtue of the game just being uh, kind of confusing and and uh hard uh for you know an 8 year old it was a pretty hard video game but Zelda I I was desperately stuck but getting through it and I think that qualifies And I don't think anything else has felt as weird or difficult uh, in terms of playing a video game since. These days, I just walk away if uh, I get anything resembling. Yeah, I like guides now. Uh, We can talk about that later, though. Why not look at a guide? Give me about 12 minutes looking at something. I go, no, you know. 12 minutes is a good one, yeah. Yeah, it's something about 12. It's about 12 minutes. Yeah. You know, if it's more than half the length of a sitcom episode, more than (laughs) half the length of an episode of Seinfeld, I go, all right. That's, that's how long you have to entertain me with your brain teasers action game. You the know, patience
4: just runs out very quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, once yeah. you find yourself running up against the wall, start the clock.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, uh, where, where I, I'm Brandon Sheffield and where right. I've landed with the, uh, look it up in a guide is, does this feel like it's going to be fun for me to figure out or is this just going to be a waste of my time? And so, uh, but sometimes it, it's fun. Like I played through the that game Cocoon that came out 2023. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the puzzles, I was like, this is, I- I'm going to enjoy figuring this out. And other ones, I was like, you know what? I don't know where to start with this. Uh, I'm going to look it up. And then the hint that I get from that is going to carry me forward. I'm going to know some other ones after this. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my frustrating time experience that I remember, um, I've mentioned it on the show before, is Parasite Eve. When I got stuck. On the dang boat, not realizing that there were two phases of a boss because I had never played a Square Enix game before or a Square game before, as it was at the time, and I had used all my curatives and everything on the first phase of the boss, and then I was stuck. Couldn't beat the second phase because I wasn't good enough, oh and it kept getting smashed. And I'd, I'd been stuck on things before, but I wasn't desperately stuck because I didn't, I didn't care. Even as a younger person, if I got stuck, I was like, "Well, time to do something else." But uh Parasite Eve. I was at the end, and the music was cool, and oh, I had been yeah, enjoying it. And there was mitochondria everywhere. And yeah. uh, and then I was then I'm I was guys. stuck and stymied, and that was it for me. And then I was a, a sad boy. I Had to wait to the 3 end birthday to to uh, to continue. <laughs> well, or is it? Wait, we... is it 3 eared how, how do they, they they they
1: spell the third birthday? What are you talking funny? about
3: Parasite Eve two or or one? Three, three. Oh, yeah. I, all
4: right. It's called yeah. it something funny.
1: that's quite an infamous title
4: uh well we have a guest with us this week joining us on this episode of the insert credit show is european video game documentarian kim justice
1: hello thank you nice to be here seems like um, a good load of fun we'll find out yes shows what you know (laughs) So the first time that I got stuck on a game, I mean, I grew up with um, European computer platforms like the ZX Spectrum, so I could probably pick about 500 or so games here because they're all ridiculously (laughs) obtuse. But um, one in particular always stands out for me, there's um, a game based on a British children's TV show, or teenagers' TV show, actually, uh, Grange Hill, which is like you play a school kid, you have to collect your radio after school because it got nicked. And there's one particular bit where you have to get a paper plane from... Up in like a wall somewhere. I mean, why you can just make one is beyond me. But um, and it seems kind of simple. I think you had to um we well had to do oh you had a box of matches and you had to throw the paper plane. No, you had to throw the matches at the paper plane. Which sounds simple enough, but to do this with um a ridiculously even ridiculously simple text parser, because it was one of those kind of hybrid platformer stroke text adventure games, you had to get the word in so exact and it took i was actually playing it with my dad and it took both of us literally days to figure out just every single possible combination you can think of throw matches at plane get plane with matches just every single thing throw paper plane at matches like try and do it the other way around and and the game was full of stupid text based conundrums like this one.
3: Wait, I mean, how did you know that throwing matches at yeah. the plane was the right thing to do? That's my question. At what point do you question, is there maybe something else to try?
1: There were a few other items there as well, which didn't exactly help matters. But um, I think at that point, the matches were kind of the only thing that you had. So you kind of knew it was the matches. Like there's other items like a fishing rod, a history book and that, but they'd kind of been used. So you knew, right, it's got to be the matches, but just to do it. What was the correct combination of words? I think in the end it was Get Plain With Matches. Get Plain
2: With
3: Matches.
1: Get Plain With Matches. Wow.
2: Do you all know about the Incredible Hulk text adventure and how it starts? No. No.
4: No.
2: Okay. You're you're Bruce Banner and you're tied to a chair. You got to get out of being tied to a chair. Get angry. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? How does one get angry while being tied to a chair? Uh,
3: yeah.
2: yeah. Think about
3: the government, period. Uh, <laughs> is that it? No. I'm a- Pay my taxes. It's- I'm annoying song.
4: Uh, chafe yourself against the ropes. Consider no. the
3: Republicans. <laughs> no. <laughs> Consider the Democrats. I don't know who made no. the game.
2: Right. Uh, exactly. No. Yeah. The solution is bite tongue. Wow. wow. That's it. Bite that is the tongue. first puzzle of the game. Yeah, that's pretty
3: good. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that is obtuse. You know what? Yeah. AAA games these days, they
4: really don't have anything like this, do they?
1: No. Oh, no. They like just hold your hand for anything like that.
4: Well, the way this show works is that I keep careful tabs of who's doing the best in the episode, and whoever I decide won it overall gets the uh, honor of giving us the first official question of the episode. Uh, last week's episode was won by Tim Rogers. Tim, did you prepare a question this week? Oh no, but uh, I'm I'm prepared to host
3: an episode. Oh really? So if everybody's around for episode three twenty four, that would
4: be a good time. Okay, I'm going to say that uh, officially. Three two four will be the long-awaited Tim-hosted episode. In the meantime, yeah. I do have this substitute question prepared. Yeah, throw it in there. Throw it out there, Tim. You've spoken in the past about how sumo is the perfect sport. Oh, yeah, I love that stuff. Sumo
1: rules. Sumo is awesome.
4: Yeah. Has Sumo's qualities ever been captured by a video game? No.
0: I feel like no.
3: Yeah. Not well Mm. enough. There have been a couple Sumo video games. Um, There's a few. There was uh, around when 3D video games were were new and burgeoning uh, and burgering, as some might pronounce it, Super Mario 64 and such, every once in a while you'd see flashes of a different type. Of conflict that could be possible in video games now that we have three dimensions into analog sticks and we feel uh you know our characters have sticky feet we feel more more connected to just the way the the way the game feels and presents itself and in super mario 64 there are enemies that you have to you can only kill them by pushing them off a platform right Right. bullies they're called one could say falcom invented this mechanic uh uh, in the, the the original east games uh That's a joke. Uh, Mario runs against the enemy to push him, and uh, if Mario's going a little faster than the enemy, he pushes the enemy. If the enemy's going a little faster than Mario, he pushes Mario. Trying to get to a point where you're closer to a wall than he is, and you're far enough away from him to run at him so that you have uh, more runway. You know, just little things that are little tiny micro things that are going in there just barely explored barely questioned underneath the surface of the game
4: you get one star that
3: way shigeru miyamoto's wife or or uncle or brother or somebody's like i think you should have guys you just gotta push around in there and uh they're like yeah why not and they just it's just thrown in there's one of the many things in super mario 64 that is uh it's a sandbox full of playground toys or whatever there's a whole bunch of little fun things to play with in that game you know you look at it from a modern perspective, if, if you're like a 16-year-old kid and you never played Mario 64 and you look at it today, you might think it's a big mess, right? And maybe it is, but it had a little stuff like that. Anyway, that encounter kind of made me think this is really fun. There's a couple of them like that. Those enemies are clearly styled after sumo wrestlers as well. Somebody was thinking about it, and I still think it's, uh, it's, it's not as uh, interrogated or questioned or... Reckoned with or investigated as it should be.
0: Yeah, you got your ring outs in Virtua Fighter and the mm. like, but I, 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 for whatever reason, I'm coming up with a Buriki One on the Hyper Neo Geo 64 arcade system as an example of a game where a sequel could have been a sumo game because there's so much contextual movement and kind of guessing what the other player is going to do because you, you, your movement is buttons move you forward and back, and Mm -hmm. then the joystick has all these contextual moves that are related to your body position. And I feel like that kind of system could have been expanded into a sumo system eventually. (laughs) It's a little um, far off there. Like The the kind of sumo games that have actually been made, uh, there's some on the Super Nintendo, there's some on the Famicom, and some of them are okay. And I think there was even like a an RPG, some RPG ish sumo scenes oh, yeah. where you're choosing your But that winds up being more guesswork, which isn't really, you want to, you want to look at your,
3: you want to, you want to enjoy the mechanical technical aspects. I mean, in real yeah. life sumo, the sport, uh, and you know, just the world, the culture of it, uh, the, the sumo diet, the sumo training regime, the, yeah. the, the sumo wrestlers, the distinct personalities and stuff. It's, it's very easy to follow if you want to start getting into it right mm-hmm. so there's all, all of that management stuff is appealing for the same reason people might want to play like an f1 manager game right oh, yeah. but the actual all tactile right. experience of of sumo wrestling is really neat it's you've got two feet you got two hands and you've got a large body that uh, has the muscles uh, necessary for the you know the core strength and such and you're just trying to push the other person.
0: Yeah, you're trying to either you're trying to push the person or you're trying to uh push like push them forward away from yourself or push them backward behind yourself as yeah. they approach you.
3: Yeah, there's different different scores uh you can get for how you manage to uh, uh thwart your opponent's uh, momentum.
0: There are a lot of certain defined moves that people know and do and then there are also little twisty variants that blow people's mm-hmm. minds and it does wind up blowing people because you, you look at it and there's these two massive beings.
3: It's body chests, man. That are,
0: yeah. These two massive yeah. beings that are kind of locked to each other and they have to figure out how to make one of them go and it's, it's it's neat, and and it happens so fast or so slow. Both of those things are pretty exciting. It happens real
3: fast, and you can watch replays in super slow motion. I think they shoot them all in like one twenty fps cameras now, kind of like 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 F one. And oh, hold on a second. Let me let me just let me finish the one thing I was gonna say. It's about placement. It's about where do you put your foot? Where do you where do you put your left foot? Where do you put your right foot? Where do you put your left hand? Where do you put your right hand? Where do you distribute your power? Where do you push? Where do you push? Where do you pull? Where do you hold? Where do you relax? Right. And it's like these are all things that no video game controller, no video game interface has ever really given us the ability to intuitively represent all of these tactile, these body decisions, these physical decisions. Yes. And so the closest ending game's ever gotten, weirdly, is Death Stranding with mm, uh, the yeah, walking around. Thinking, where's your guy's foot going to go? Uh, use the triggers to squeeze your backpack strap, right? To keep your towering stack of boxes going, oh, that's yeah. the closest to keep them from falling over. That's like the closest uh, I think a game's gotten. It's
4: PVE
3: sumo. Yeah, so you, you put <laughs> put that plus... Envi- where the E is environment? Yeah. Put yeah. that
0: plus Bariki 1 and a little Yair Kung Fu, and then maybe get in there.
3: And then the Mario 64, where you really are just pushing a guy. Yeah. All you're doing is moving and hitting a guy and pushing, and it's still... Exciting
4: in that Mario 64. I got another one for you. All right. What are the most essential things we wouldn't have in games today without the early European game scene?
0: Ooh. Probably uh,
1: bouncing power ups. Yeah. <laughs> Lethal water drops. <laughs> sine waves. Yep, sine mm. waves in Cracktros.
3: Jumps where the camera just follows, follows with your character just perfectly in the middle of the screen. <laughs> yeah. Jumps with a complete <laughs> lack of momentum. <laughs> just perfectly <laughs> linear movement, yeah.
0: 50 layers of parallax scrolling. We don't use that anymore,
2: but... Uh,
3: it was important at the time. Could we not say that all 3D, modern 3D video games yeah. have 50 layers of parallax sure. scrolling?
2: Um, Really giant text that scrolls by sometimes. Yep. Yeah. Like letters that take up the whole screen, and you. Have to I don't know. To I think you
0: would. You get that in Japan sometimes. So uh, I think. I think you would. Yeah, where they gotten, get it? Where'd they get it? From their
1: early computer days, I think. Uh-huh. I think. Silly names for individual screens and levels. Oh mm. yeah, that's true.
2: Mm. Are any of these modern things?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the 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 millions of layers of parallax uh, being really exciting to the eyeballs of people at that particular period of time uh, might have pushed. Uh, some of the enthusiasm for 3D, like yeah. genuinely, right?
0: And I think also the uh, one that we didn't mention is just intense numbers of frames of animation was something that was really being pushed there, and I that definitely yeah. had influence. And, oh, and yeah. multiple contextual animations and things, that's
2: for sure. For sure, yeah. Not just a ton of parallax, but actual wireframe 3D
1: as well. I, mm-hmm. I, I tend to think of that as being European computer.
0: Yeah, frontier and whatnot.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of fantasy elements in games kind of come mm. from a lot of the Amiga stuff, like um, Shadow of the Beast and what have you, which in turn kind of comes, I guess, from the tradition of um, album cover artists like Roger Dean. Yeah, oh like yeah, that's very much influenced by now, him. Roger
0: Dean was a big deal in there, and also like, and, and he did a lot of the um, cover art for um,
1: Psygnosis,
0: Psygnosis games. games. Yeah, yeah, you probably wouldn't have your souls as of today if not for wizardry. Uh, hmm.
2: Wizardry's American though. Oh, Wizardry's American. American yeah. I forgot. Yeah,
3: that's uh, that's Stars and Stripes, baby. USA, well, USA. Ain't USA. no Union Jack in Wizardry. <laughs> well, um,
1: you could um, I could. Could you count the Black Onyx? Because Hank Hodges is Dutch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I know that guy.
1: Yeah,
0: I think so. I think that's a that's a that's a good point.
2: I think I just think of him as Hawaiian. I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's adopted Hawaii, so yes, yeah. that's that's his town, Fun in the sun.
3: When I was in Hawaii. And I made like a, the, a tweet. It's like, I'm in Hawaii right now. The very first reply was someone asking, are you related to Hank Rogers? It's <laughs> like no joke. <laughs> no joke. 14 yeah. years ago, that was. I still remember that every time I think of Hank <laughs> <'Cause> Rogers.
1: Because <laughs> Rogers is such a rare center. Yeah, Hank Rogers, king of Hawaii. Well, you
3: know... It's not that it's not that common. Uh, it's not that common. I haven't encountered too many of them in my life, and several of the ones I have, I have ended up related to. So oh, wow. it doesn't make some sense. people.
0: Uh, some people did ask me if I was related to uh, famous baseballer Gary Sheffield, but I'm pretty sure they were
1: making a joke. Good old Gary, you gotta yeah. love that guy.
4: I saw him all the time when he was with the Marlins.
1: My real surname is uh, Jackson, so I. It's one of the best. Teased. I got well uh, at school I got asked about a million times if I was related to Michael so I got <laughs> interesting.
3: Oh yeah. That's always <laughs> the the fun variety of being asked if you're related to somebody. When people ask me if I'm related to Fred Mister Rogers which is uh all, all the time like a new dentist are uh, you are know, you related to can we call you Mr. Rogers? And I go, "Oh yeah, if you want to." And then I say, "Well, I am uh, related to that guy." And they go, "No, you're not." <laughs> Nobody likes when the answer is yes, uh, even if it is. So, like, wait a minute. So, you should have just told them yes.
1: Yeah. When Outkast's um, Miss Jackson came out, a great, great song. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, I was I was 16 at the time and still at school. And so it, it took me a fair bit of time to warm to it yeah. after mm-hmm. it'd been sand badly to me about a million times. Oh, Would you yeah, say it yeah. took you forever? Forever, ever? Forever, forever ever, ever? ever? Forever, ever?
3: Anybody who's ever known a person named Roxanne. Oh, knows God, yeah. yeah you just you can't mention that song everybody wants to mention that song all day every day mm-hmm. like whether they have a friend named roxanne or or not mm-hmm. right so it's 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 a shame
0: it's eddie murphy's fault Ultimately, I think I think it's more his fault than the police. Oh uh, yeah, dude!
4: Yeah. I'm not going to pretend I didn't embarrass myself when I met a person named Florence and made the obvious joke. And she's like, "Yeah, I know." Shoot, it was devastating.
0: <laughs> yeah. What are the chances that you're the first person to come up with somebody's obvious name? Exactly.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm still just mm-hmm. like constantly clenching some muscle in my body at all times, remembering that the years,
1: <laughs> the years of just embarrassment.
4: Yeah. I'm going to tell you something.
3: There's uh, something a little bit personal. No, this isn't personal. That's just. Uh, I'm just. <laughs> I'm just making a joke. Um, <laughs> yesterday, I I stepped into a Dwayne Reed. That's what we sometimes call a Walgreens in New York. <laughs> Not, Not all the, all time. the time. Sometimes <laughs> it's called a Dwayne Reed. It's true. And if you get it wrong, uh, you're you, they're, they're, they're kicking you in the butt right back out on the street. Oh wow! Then um, so if you say, "Oh, is this a Walgreens?" Nope. You out of here now? <laughs> uh, I I bought a Coke Zero and I said uh, thank you. And I take I take it out and I'm walking out with it and I crack it open. Not a sound, dead silence. I take a sip, flat as heck. Right? <sighs> I I'm like I I'm the, the Walgreens is uh, Dwayne Reed is a, is a, he dodged it's because a he there. called
0: it the wrong thing. He gave you a dead. The
3: Dwayne Reed is five feet behind me. I have cracked into. Maybe like a hundred flat Coke zeros in New York city in the last three years. Wow. And I've never gone back into the store and said, you know, can I, can I just exchange this? Like it's flat. But to, yesterday I I felt like I should, I went back in there. I went up to the cashier um, and I said, Hey, I just bought this Coke and it's really flat. Can I just get another one? And then she's like, I got to avoid the transaction and I don't have the the key. Uh, Just go get a Coke. And then uh, I came back with the Coke, and I'm like, here it is. And I got my receipt and everything. And then she turns around and yells, "Uh, yo, secret, can I get your manager key? And a girl comes over with a name tag that was just the word secret. Her name is secret. That was like the coolest thing. You live in New York long enough, and you become impressed by very granular things. Like once upon a time, I met a guy who just genuinely thought valentine's day was on a tuesday every year and I, I i learned this because we were talking about my dog and he had a dog that that died on on valentine's day february 12th because it was a tuesday that year and i was like what um and then yesterday so that's my second good new york moment uh, yeah. was meeting a person named secret thank you
4: all right, another two years, you might get another one. Uh, and question? I didn't make
3: any kind of joke at all, at all. I just went, that's cool. So, that
4: was the right thing to do. Here's my next question.
3: Didn't, oh, wow. Yeah, I guess we really answered that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: I don't even I don't remember what it was. Oh, it was about the European game scene. The question, question was yeah.
3: Has anyone ever actually played Shadow of the Beast? That was the question.
0: <laughs> I gave it
2: a shot. On
0: the, on, but on
3: the TurboGrafx oh, I
2: have many times oh right. okay
3: that's good I, I, I played quite a bit of it but I know I think
2: everyone here has, has, has pressed right and watched the parallax and that yeah. is yeah. as far as I can tell that is that's, Shadow that's of the Beast <laughs> that's yeah.
1: the game. and that's of course the one thing to do in Shadow of the Beast you need to go left I like <laughs> the bloody spikes that, mm. that poke into the top and bottom of the screen I don't know what it's all about but mm. they look they look cool they do look very cool, that is one. I like the um, the bit where the, with the eyeballs that just start popping out of nowhere. Yeah.
2: It's got yeah. stuff to look at. That's the review. Mm-hmm. It. Playing it is looking at it. Good run cycle.
4: So, apart from brand recognition, what are the advantages and disadvantages of working on a licensed game? Well, it's a designer's playground, basically.
0: Yeah, the, a lot of the big disadvantages are... Being beholden to the license in weird ways and in ambiguous ways, like for example, say you're working on a movie game, but you are not given access to the script because the movie is not finished. Mm -hmm. You are not given access to character designs because those are secret. And so you're working on this thing to try to release it as the movie comes Mm -hmm. out. And Mm -hmm. so you wind up releasing something with off-model characters, weird Mm -hmm. stuff, um and, and uh everyone including the studio that didn't give you the information blames you for this problem
3: right and they gradually start to distrust and hate the video game medium like more and more as the years pile on like
2: i i I directed a simul release movie game and one third of that game is is based on stuff that was in the script but not in the final movie (laughs)
1: yeah i think there's the purposeful misleading as well i think wasn't it um return of the jedi the original return of the jedi by atari where they were working on what they felt was a it was a completely different ending because they'd, li- they'd had the actual real ending hidden from them. And mm. it kind of just took their instinct to realise that, you know, maybe the thing that we've got here isn't actually going to be how the movie ends. It was something nonsensical. And they decided to go with the Death Star and all of that. And I think it was, oh, wasn't it Tron as well? There's that one, um, it's the spider enemy in the Tron video game. Which one? Uh, the arcade one. huh- in one of the stages I forget yeah. what they're called but they're the spiders and yeah. when they were working on the game they thought oh these spiders they're quite a big they're clearly going to be quite a big part of the film and then in um, consultation later on with the makers of the movie they were like oh those guys are being cut out we've <laughs> cut them out and uh, what we've built a whole level on these guys you you need to we, we need to have them back in and I think they did actually end up putting them I th- they have a proper name but they just look like spiders but um, they ended up putting them back in the movie I think for like a five second shot that's fun because to, of to the justify, game because of the game yeah to justify right. their inclusion yeah. yeah
3: for for a movie like tron to have disrespected the video game medium at that point uh, yeah. would have been uh, disastrous for all of none of us would be here today
4: we <laughs> would all be dead <laughs> if they, if they'd disrespected the game that would have been it they would have been enemies for life the two media i don't know if this is
0: the actual turning point but for whatever reason i've put in my head that the turning point for licensed video games for for movies and bigger properties is Alien Resurrection on the PlayStation 1 because that game wound up coming out game's it, it started with those problems i talked about and then it wound up coming out way after the movie is after but it was like one of the if not the first twin stick mm-hmm. console shooting games and it has this great look and it's got its own vibe and it just took the property and did something different with it and that received if not financial uh, critical acclaim, and I, I I feel like that people realized they could do it differently. I don't know that that was the actual turning point, but that was f- for me where I noticed it.
2: Did it get critical acclaim? I thought people didn't like it. Oh really? Yeah, let me look.
3: No, I think you. I think you. It was published by acclaim.
0: Lol. Uh, wow. It was. It was. twentieth <sighs> nice. uh, century. Whatever they. Called I'm it. I'm just um, kidding. But
3: yeah, it's they were they were just acclaimed by another name. I think
0: I think it. it so it, it, has, it has had gotten a claim later, but I do I do remember you're right, Frank. That at the time. People thought that the camera system, as they called it, was very confusing, which was the twin stick shooter movement, because it was new. So people got confused yeah, I mean, by the, that.
2: The, the Metascore, which um, we just had a show about is a 61. Dang. sixty
0: one. Oh, Damn. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well maybe that was not the turning point at all. It should have. but happen. also
2: you're you're kind of forgetting like Golden the entire hour. like eight and sixteen bit era even of movie licensed games that had nothing yeah, to do with well, the movie. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. There's, there's the giant there's,
3: there's, a platformer there's a lot of those. Those didn't come out after. Is the thing sure. um, we would all have to do a Sean Baby impression if we wanted to start talking about those is the problem.
2: <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I want to talk about just my experience actually doing this on the Sharknado game. Um, yeah, I, I, I produced a game um, based on Sharknado Two colon the second one. I didn't get to see the movie till the game was done. Um that that that's a, well I mean we might have had like a week or two left but it was done. And I was given a rough script and so, so
3: were the producers uh, and the yeah, so, was, yeah. so was so was <laughs> the audience who watched the <laughs> that's movie true. I think I think uh.
2: and it's okay cuz I kind of gave myself the mindset of like we're going to do this like they did it in the old days where we just have no idea and it's okay You know, like, like whatever's in the game is fine. And, and, and just kind of leaned into that, like it being sort of a bad licensed game. But, uh, I actually enjoyed the creative restraints of like, this is the world you have to play in, um, deal with that and, uh, just designing things around, Exactly what was in the script and what was in the first movie and just I I like the exercise of engrossing myself in the quote unquote lore of that universe as much as possible because it was just two movies. You know, it was a movie and a script. Yeah. And uh I don't know. I like that. I like that I had a meeting with some of the people who worked on the movie and showed them the high level game design doc and they gave me some ideas that were actually really good. Um, that that fit the brand a little better. And uh I don't know. I actually enjoyed it. I think I like licensed games and and I kind of wish I had worked on more. Yeah, well,
1: that's oh, I love them. I wanted to throw in another quick, um, quite subversive licensed game, if Go I ahead. may. Um, there's one um on the ZX Spectrum way back in the day. Um, the game based on um Cobra, the Sylvester Stallone. Oh movie. Yeah. yeah,
3: love that film.
1: Oh, yeah, classic. You're the disease and I'm the cure and all of that. And the game was designed by a guy named Joffa Smith. And this was a time he was working for Ocean Software who made fat hundreds of licensed games, famous for them. Certainly. Um, he hated the movie or didn't much care for it. And so what he decided to do was make this weird hybrid game where um, it's like a mix between Cobra and Rocky. Like, it's got the Rocky music all over it. Your lives are boxing gloves. Its only real relation to the actual Cobra film is that... The guy that's wearing glasses, and it just throws in quotes like "I'm the cure and other like Joffa things, like stabbed to start. You end up having to rescue a maid, a damsel in every level after shooting everyone after collecting the weapons. It has absolutely nothing whatsoever to do with the movie, which some might think would make it bad, but in actuality, for the spectrum, technically, it's a fantastic game for the spectrum. Uh, the scrolling is so smooth and Spectrum can do horizontal scrolling at all, barely. And the and the gameplay has a this very arcadey pull to it. So even though it was completely unfaithful to the movie, it still got rave reviews and sold excellently and is well remembered among Spectrum fans. Neat.
4: All right. Yeah,
1: I'd play that. A worthy addition to the canon.
4: Here's my next question. What is the worst video game that the most people have played? That's a great question. That's a good one. Thank you.
0: Yeah. I, we all got silent for thinking. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> I mean, it's I. I my thinking was uh, I had like eight cram into my head, and they just all sound like mean or contrarian to say. Yeah, that's
2: what I'm trying yeah. not to get into. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll just just to get some conversation going. The the one that keeps popping into my head is Candy Crush. Yeah, Candy Crush isn't good. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: It's, oh. it's especially. With Candy Crush, the um, the monetization mechanics being so built into it, in it, like you can you can just get straight up stuck, right? Because you mm-hmm. you you can't do the puzzle anymore because you have to pay. Um, mm-hmm. Like when it when the game is functioning for you, it's actually totally fine, right? The opinion.
2: mechanics are fine. You know, but but the the specter of of microtransactions, you you can just like it never you, you can never trust the game yeah. because like you don't know if it this is actually fair right now or if they are trying to get money out of you and they figured out how
0: Farmville's
3: up well, there. Well, the first
4: sign you can't trust Candy Crush is that it's called Candy Crush Saga and there is no story whatsoever to be found. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, That's true. Yeah.
3: And they tried to sue uh, people who used the word saga in the names of their games. Something right. like that. Uh, that that particular Ascles. story, which is, uh, uh, I think, Candy Crush. We colloquially uh, excise the, the, the saga whenever we mention the name of the game. Uh, we just people just call it Candy Crush. I, I've uh, watched enough people play Candy Crush on the New York City subway yeah. as recently as you don't want to know how recent. And even as far as your matching games go, you know, it's quote unquote, it's fine, right? But the reason so many people played it was because it 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 was such a free to play experience it was such a i mean it was it was so free and it was so easy to get into remember bubble witch saga yeah. i do yeah which was yep. uh their their uh, this same company just threw out just you know threw two games out on the street you know uh, on the, on the street corner and saw which one got picked up the fastest by a passerby and uh, i guess candy crush was the one because I guess it has less narrative than Bubble Witch Saga does. It sucks, but then you start to sound very quickly. You go from zero to sounding like a, a, an insane person when you try to recommend an acquaintance or relative or a stranger. If you try to recommend someone a better game than Candy Crush Saga, you just uh, you feel completely like your brain is on fire, right? You're like, oh well, how do I get this person to? And then they're just like, why would I want to play a different game?
4: Yeah, right. they don't understand the idea of a better game. This is the game. This, this is what video it. games are.
3: I observed someone and you know, I mean, I, I first of all, I never talked to strangers just on the street for no reason, right? Um so this was a friend of a friend recently was uh was playing the game 2048. Do we all know this game? Oh, yeah. yes,
4: the inferior
3: threes. Yeah, the 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 free threes. <laughs> The, uh, the the game that was threes with uh, superficially threes with just perfectly uh, not balanced, uh, not balanced perfectly the way threes is uh, doesn't even have faces on the on the tiles the way threes does uh, personality sanded off. The font is worse. Everything's it's got ads popping up all over it. It performs really slow, even on an iPhone 15, in case you didn't know that mm-hmm. um, it still performs poorly. Whole bunch of problems. But you know, I tried to tell this person about threes. Well, what's better about it? And I'm like, oh. And then it just becomes grim just very quickly when you realize they're absolutely not interested in even thinking about playing a different game. Yeah, like yeah. I play this twenty forty eight all the time. This is my game because you know the New York subway famously has no uh, no service right. in in the subway, yeah. so you just have to open up a game. So. We have a lot of people just kind of stuck on these ancient games. This is just my game. I love this. I I, I love playing this on my commute. And it's just like there's, you know, there's a better version of that. Oh, better how?
1: You can't really say it's just better. <laughs> it's just suddenly, everything's, everything's the, whole better. Of, the whole language goes out. The whole language of describing yeah. the video game goes out of the window.
4: You know how this is built on multiples of twos. Imagine a game built on multiples of three. Yeah, better.
3: it's like it. It's like just the the, the absolute like the person. Has already stopped listening before you have started talking. You know, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can just you can just tell they don't want to. Why would they think about a better game than this? This is just their game. I don't want a better one. I play it forty five minutes a day for five years, but there's nothing. Uh, I don't need it to be better. And it's like, uh, what? I, I don't know how to help you, buddy.
0: My dad plays Spider Solitaire on his phone. He he got to play it on his phone. Uh he used to play it on the on the PC, but uh he likes it. But the one that he likes is actually it's a shell for a web browser. Uh, <laughs> playing the browser version mining on crypto. his phone. And I've oh, tried to no. get him like a, a native version that looks better sounds he's like yeah, I just don't like these en- enough but he has to put on his glasses he has to like zoom it in to oh, look at Lord. it every time <laughs> it, it's, it, he just can't he plays this one because it's the one he's used to but it, it's, oh, it's like Lord. demonstrably oh, Bad. <laughs> it's, uh, it's bizarre. I guess
4: video games are like any interest in that if you're not particularly invested in it, then just the basic one will be just fine.
3: The non-enthusiast will saunter up to the counter, slap his hands down, and order a regular, please. That's what yes. we get. Those
0: Marvel movies.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's 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 all over every uh, every enter- any any unnecessary entertainment leisure. Activity and there's the regular experience, right?
1: The quarter pounder. Oh yeah. The missionary position, indeed. Was
0: a was a regular pizza pepperoni where you grew up?
3: No, it was a cheese pizza. It would have been a cheese pizza. It
0: was cheese pizza over here too. I went somewhere. I can't. It was. Uh, I think it was in the south.
3: I think. I think there's uh, pockets. You know where you talk about different uh, whether you call it soda or pop or whatever. There's yeah, a. Yeah. All I know is in New York, if you walk into any pizzeria, and I've done this every time I've ever ordered a slice at a pizzeria, you walk in and say, I'll have a slice, and they give you a slice of cheese pizza. Yeah.
2: Something that is real, though, is in the South, in the U.S., um, if you order iced tea, it is by default sweetened. Uh, Yeah. don't like that. sweet tea, right?
4: Something to think about as we go into the break. We'll be right back.
2: I'm going to take a quick break. Amanda, when she orders it in restaurants, she's so used to having to say unsweetened tea. Oh, yeah. That that's still how she orders it, and it confuses Shoot. anyone that's, that's just... not in the South. They're like, so you want sweet tea? Su- yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah. Sweet tea?
0: You want me to sweeten the tea and then take the sugar away from <laughs> it? What do you want me to do?
4: <laughs> Welcome back to Insert Credit. It's time for us to go to Carlsbad Caverns. Uh, this is the point of the show where we take one of the questions that have been submitted to us at patreon.com slash insert credit, where for just a few dollars a month, you get access to the form that lets you participate in this segment. You also get monthly bonus episodes and other interesting things. Oh, yeah. But if
3: you ask a question, we reserve the right to call you Carl. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right.
4: That's why it's Carl's bad cavern.
3: Yeah. It was You. You, you, you might be Carl. You might be Charles. You might be Jerry. I think Carl and Charles are cooler this year. Sorry, yeah, everybody. That's the 2024 2024 model. is about Carl and Charles. So are you a Carl or are you a Charles? Find uh, out tonight.
4: <laughs> this question was submitted by Carl. <laughs> uh, who... <laughs> Wait, was it? <laughs> um, I actually lost their name. Uh, so, Whoa. Boom. Oh, wow. Flip
3: a coin, Carl or Charles. Yeah. Wait, is that is there a Carl or Charles website where you have to guess a person's name?
4: <laughs> if Charles. it's Carl or Charles, <laughs> yes, that actually does you,
3: exist. You immediately go there and yeah. it's a picture of uh of the king of England, and you click on <laughs> Charles, and it says wrong, and you're like, "This website's broken." <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh God! Uh, the question is about the video game Taiyo Jigoku. Oh, Taiyo Jigoku. Oh, yeah. Uh, this game is unique in that there are alternate dialects that the player can unlock in the game to change the dialogue. Uh, mm-hmm. So Carl asks, what would an English game like that entail?
3: Oh, I mean, you just get your different accents. Uh, there's a lot of different uh, accents in the English language. Uh, like you could I mean obviously you'd want them to all be different to uh, regional American accents and uh, naturally. You would choose one of the 50 states and then when they when you drink, A a soft drink from a vending machine, they would call it either a pop or a soda, depending on what state they're from. Yeah, Mm -hmm. or a Coke.
2: Oh, I guess they'd have to like really comically narrate it, like time to get
1: a soda.
3: Mm. Oh, really? Uh, Oh, I'm so thirsty. I'd better drink a Pepsi. And it's yeah. just a, yeah,
1: almost kind of surprises me. Actually, I'm kind of thinking if uh, again something like going back to like the European days. I mean, here in the UK, we seem to have about we have about twenty different accents or so. Oh, yeah. Despite being such a small country. I mean, we ha- there's about 20 different names for a bread roll, depending on where you're from. Like, it could be a cob, it could be a, bat- a or a bread cake. that it almost kind of, sort of surprises me that like, there's nothing. I can kind of think of Ho- Horace as kind of one of like the few English games that I can think of that has really kind of makes the most of a lot of regional differences. And Yeah, it does surprise s- me that references you don't that- do that more. Because, yeah. like,
0: when I'm watching the great British baking show, they're always like, ah, your accent's a little funny to me, and uh, uh, th- like they're always commenting. Like people seem to always oh, yeah. be commenting on now, it. The so.
4: only English game I can think of that does this is Gex, where in the UK they gave Gex a completely different voice actor and different lines, so that the pop uh. culture references would translate.
0: And it was an equally uh, disillusioned, weird, co- weirdo comedian, wasn't it? Yeah,
4: I, I think so. Who yeah. was the British gex?
1: I don't know Leslie Phillips.
3: Is he the British
4: Dana was
1: Gould? Phillips? I think it was Leslie Phillips. Wow.
3: Uh, Dana and Leslie are uh, are good names for like a, t- a com like a team.
0: Yeah, comedy duo. They should get into manzai comedy. Yeah, fifties broadcast
2: radio comic duo.
0: Dana it's kind and of Leslie.
2: Vintage. Dana and Leslie. Yeah. I have
0: to I have to say a brief aside here. I w- I was listening to the the radio one oh seven seven the Bone, which is uh-huh. the the hard rock radio station in the one that used to be hosted by space ghost yeah uh was it
2: (laughs) no the 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 voice actor who was space ghost he he was the one who was always like the bone like that was oh was it okay yeah absolutely um
0: Anyway, I was, I was listening to it and and they were like, now it's time for another stinger because it was the morning. Uh, I had just driven my mom to the airport. I was like, well, uh-huh. stinger? And it was a prank. They still apparently do pranks on the radio. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to. <laughs> they were like, time for another Lamont and Tonelli stinger.
2: <laughs> how long does it take them to get someone to answer a telephone? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, it must this, take the, a lot of work.
0: <laughs> well, I was also thinking about how like there, the people that listen to this and the people that enjoy these kinds of pranks and the people that, answer the telephone are just going to get older and older eventually you're going to be like pranking 75 year olds but the lamont and tonelli thing this is what blew up my brain because i had been listening to these jerks do pranks when i was like 17 years old so I was like these guys probably are 75 80 years old at yeah. this point um, <laughs> anyway uh back to the uh the regional dialogue thing yeah i I feel like a an England based one would probably be pretty fun for over there and informative for us. Oh yeah. maybe I could finally find out what a pudding is
3: when I'm playing a role playing game uh, and I'm offered like voice actors, you know you have like when you build a character in a game and you're offered like multiple yeah. like a Diablo, or you're offered mm-hmm. voice options. I think it would be cool to just have a like a list of accents that you can give them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert at all things English accent related, but I have, uh, read, uh, all, all my George Bernard Shaw and, uh, you know, I, I can quote Dr. Henry Higgins.
1: <laughs> you incarnate insult to the English language.
3: <laughs> it's the language of, it's the language of Shakespeare and the Bible, right?
1: <laughs>
4: yeah. Kim, what are the top three English accents?
3: Oh, I don't want to do it in front of an English person. Is the yeah, problem? Oh, no.
4: uh, I asked Kim, not Tim.
1: Oh, oh, shoot! Well, <laughs> saved by the bell. Then yeah. okay. Top three. <laughs> I'd say my favorite British accent is gotta be Glaswegian.
4: Oh, that's a good one.
1: Um, oh yeah and then I'd have to round it off with a uh, Geordie and uh, Mancunian.
3: So all up oh, north. Mancunian would be my number 2. Yeah. yeah so it's yeah, good. I'm glad I'm glad that my opinion is not too weird.
0: This brings me back to our our American accent game. I think the super secret unlockable accent should be uh should be Warwick Davis's uh quote Mid-Atlantic accent that he did <laughs> yeah. in Willow. I believe I've talked about this briefly, but I was watching the yeah. Willow commentary and I've watched this movie like 30 times. And I was like, "This is the most English English English-speaking guy I've ever heard in my life." Uh, It was what I thought as a young person. Yeah, Um, it it was where I first heard someone say "stupid" Stupid. uh, instead (laughs) of "stupid." Yeah, and 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 then listening to this commentary and hearing Warwick Davis say. Uh yeah so uh, you may be noticing that I'm speaking in an American accent in this movie and I was like well, I did not notice that no yeah. and he's like yeah the director uh Ron Howard uh, he it's it's not it's not like California American it's a mid-Atlantic accent accent that I'm going I've for and I was like <laughs> there's no a lot idea. more nuance to it it's like a cockney
3: <laughs> can I just say I'm very glad Brandon that you said mid-Atlantic and not transatlantic which is what uh, Do people say transatlantic? They keep saying that now. That's weird. Apparently. Currently, teenagers on TikTok have gotten really into the the transatlantic accent of Cary Grant and Audrey Hepburn and whatnot, <laughs> wow. and they keep calling it that. How did they? And uh, how did they come up with that? Well, first of all, it is Who it is a, an alternate name for it. It oh, okay. is it has actually been used in the past. Yeah. It's just Mid Atlantic is so much more romantic and interesting and also more widely used because it imagines yeah, it's also the original. It, yeah. Im- yeah. Yeah. It, it imagines
4: Atlantic sounds like an
1: airline.
3: Yeah, Exactly. The, I remember
1: transatlantic being used a lot to describe um, certain singers. Yes. Like Elton John kind of has, they, who have that.
3: appeal on the other side. They've, they've bridged the Atlantic, yeah. right? Yeah. I see. Yeah. yeah. So whereas mid Atlantic imagines a, a fantasy Island exactly halfway between New York and London. Where people uh, have uh, their accents have <laughs> intermingled, uh, and everybody talks like Cary Grant, right? I mean, Cary Grant is uh, English as heck. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, Archie Leach. Yeah,
3: Archie Leach. Oh. Did you? I, I watched. I watched that a uh, couple episodes of that show on Brit Box uh, recently. Uh, there's a there's a show about him.
1: Yeah, just released. Yeah. Have you ever heard? Um, do you remember Daniel Craig's accent? Not in um Knives Out or anything, but um, in the original Tomb Raider movie. Oh yeah. Uh, I've I've been meaning to watch that. It's, but, an, it's uh, an odd one. It's kind of like no, I'm gonna m- bump it up on my list. I always here. kind of think of it as like this weird like Jimmy Stewart impression. Yeah. It kind of, it's kind he's of
3: a every time he's ever done an American accent, he's had like so much fun with it. Uh, have you seen Logan Lucky? I've not seen that. No. Logan Lucky by Steven Soderbergh. It's got Adam Driver in it. Uh, I mean, it's it's got Adam Driver and Daniel Craig in the same movie. Whoa, um, oh, wow! It's it's it's, it's an That's under enough to make the pope. Weep. It's a, it's an uh, it's enough to make the pope weep. Yeah, and it's also about race cars. So it's about uh, some guys who rob a NASCAR race, based tangentially on a true story. Daniel Craig's in there, and he has a a really really good Southern accent, a really good Florida Florida man accent. His you know. his <laughs> Knives
0: Out one is a bit odd to me because it feels like a um, yeah, Falcon Leghorn impression fabrication of a S- Southern dandy.
3: Yeah. But I mean, there are also clues that this guy is some kind of a mischievous weirdo, too. So uh, I think it works. Uh, how how long can a guy talk like that and get away with it? So the uh, the, the answer to this question is we just need a foghorn leg hornification slider. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that uh, all the way to the right is Daniel Craig and knives out. All the way to the left is, uh, I mean, I don't know. I was Sean gonna Connery? Say, I can't. Yeah. Sean Connery. It's, yeah. It's, yeah there
4: you yeah.
1: go yeah I don't give a shit
4: <laughs> i want to move on to our final segment uh very nice uh brand's holding a copy of zardoz up the camera right now. i love that
3: love that film called, yeah. uh,
4: so on the 4th of july in 2021 with the help of scotsman matthew kumar and australian bennett Fadi, we compiled this list of the 20 best british games ever made as cool. someone who's actually played every British video game ever made. Uh Kim. I yes. thought you could take a look at this list and thank you,
2: thank you for specifying that it was Kim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nice.
4: I thought you could take a look at this list, which I'm about to drop in the chat and uh maybe make some adjustments. Yeah like
0: for example you could put uh, Sonic R a lot higher. <laughs> yeah. uh, you could do
1: that. Ah, look at this glorious.
4: Yes. Uh TXK was our number one game, we decided. Mm, okay. Uh followed by okay. Elite, then Lemmings, then uh-huh. Batman Arkham Knight. Head Over Heels, Grand Theft Auto 4, Wipeout 2097, Sensible World of Soccer, Damocles, Burnout Paradise, The Chaos Engine, Deus Ex Machina, WizKid, The Story of WizBall 2, Ooh, Populous, School Days, Alien Resurrection, Pipe Mania, Dizzy, Prince of the Yoke Folk, Sonic R, and where time stood still.
0: I sure can tell which one of these were mine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Some fantastic choices there, to be sure. Some really in- quite inspired ones. I mean, I love that you've got. I mean, I certainly wouldn't change having Minto at the top. That is for damn sure. Oh yeah, because yeah. he is just the perfect archetypal British independent creator in his farm with his with his sheep with his llamas doing absolute weirdness. Yeah. I think that's a Perth one. Elite as well is a very good second because if TXK is the good side of British values, I suppose you could call them, um, Elite perhaps represents the bad side of British values in many ways because you're this entrepreneur basically who's going around making these entirely amoral deals. Whether you decide to shoot anything that moves or not.
4: Oh, it's the colonizer video.
1: Yeah, there's a little manifest destinizing in oh, there. Yeah, I mean, oh, the, the guys. I mean, the guys who made Elite, um, David Braben and Ian Bell, um, massive Tories. Blasted, mm. yeah! Massive toys. Like, that was kind of the whole part of the reason why they made the game. Um, um, that to- sucks. <laughs> yeah. But it makes sense. But it makes sense. Mm. Mm. That, that, that was yeah. That was like part of the time. There was you know eighties. Um, that was the thing. There was the fa- that was part of Thatcherism. You know, yeah. becoming that sort of entrepreneurial type. Other games here, there's plenty of, obviously, Glad to see Sensi, Glad to see Wizkid. Deus Ex Machina is always such a weird one to me. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I've actually never played that one myself.
2: Yeah, no. Um, I, I have, but I don't remember it. It's just like, wow, it it syncs with the music. That's, yeah. It, it's, it's the uh, uh, shadow of the beast of syncing a tape with a game. Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> it's audio parallax.
0: Yeah, hmm. Kim. Uh, maybe I can get you to weigh in on whether Sonic R is a is a British game or or doesn't count because it's um, <laughs> I, uh, Sonic
1: and led in I Japan. C- I've never it's really It's Traveller's Tales. I know it's Traveller's Tales, but I've never really thought of Sonic R as particularly British. <laughs> Dang it, I knew it I lose again. I just it I just don't know. I lose I, again. I, I would I would have to I would have to replace that with something. I mean, if I was to yeah. think one thing missing, um I can't really see I would have to have one of those classic um not necessarily something like Shadow of the Bloody Beast or whatever, but um one of those classic microcomputer platformers. I would have to have a manic miner probably. I think, would have to go into list 20.
0: I think that was one where everybody thought someone else was going to mention it, and, it yeah. and so it just never got it never happened
1: you see the reason
4: Sonic R isn't a British game is because Sonic runs on the right side of the track <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly <laughs> that's right he's on, he's on the one side of the road right I mean I'm glad to see that Dizzy got a mention though. I always find it so funny when um, I mean the thing about a lot of Euro platformers is I find it so funny listening to when um, like on an American YouTube channel or whatever a Dizzy game gets talked about because it always seems to be one that quite a few people know whether it's through Fantastic <laughs> Dizzy and it doesn't usually get it has a pretty bad rap and a lot of the time it's I can't disagree with a lot of what they say it's like this game is terrible you get such a limited adventure I mean and you're literally an egg rolling around with very little control like you can happily just roll to into the water without even realizing which of course instantly kills you
4: Mm-hmm. what i'm most curious about is i know you've made a series of videos about the dizzy series is prince of the Yoke folk the best choice to represent the dizzy mm. franchise
1: prince of the oak folk is an odd one because it's actually i think it was only originally released as part of a compilation i think um it didn't actually get a standalone release at first but it is a very good dizzy game if i was to pick a definitive Dizzy game, though, I would have to go for Fantastic Dizzy. Naturally. That's interesting to me. It
4: tells you how good it is in the title. Yeah.
1: it's. Um, I do think like, of the Dizzy games, it is the best one.
4: Unlike Candy Crush Saga, it's not allowed to lie to you.
1: Yeah. There's also Wonderful <laughs> Dizzy as well, which is the most recent one, which is... Again, actually not bad.
4: I don't know. Would you rather be fantastic or wonderful?
1: Wonderful is kind of interesting because I said, it only came out a couple of years ago, wonderful. So kind of more of a, sort of a homebrew project that the Oliver Twins actually got involved in. So I think I'd rather be fantastic.
4: Yeah.
0: For Bitmap Bureau games, we've got,
1: oh, sorry, Bitmap Brothers uh, we got Chaos Engine. Um, perfect choice. The... Okay, good. That's what yeah, I thought. Yeah, perfect choice. I mean, I think Chaos Engine is, well, either Chaos Engine or Speedable 2 are their best games, but as far as Britishness goes, I mean, just having, just being able to choose a character called the Gentle with his <laughs> church warden pipe and his yeah. big pampers gun. Yeah, I think that definitely causes it. Um, Batman Arkham Knight. Interesting. Why that one over City or Asylum?
4: Oh, Knight's the best one
1: yeah okay fair enough i mean i've i'll admit (laughs) i've never i've never really played it much myself yeah that's the
2: thing like like it's it we've discussed this but like so few people talk about that one but definitively for those who have played all three it is
4: like by far the best one it is the batman simulator it's the one that lets you be batman
1: Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I mean, I have no real opinion. I mean, I played I a played Silent yep. City, but never actually yeah. played Nile.
0: So is this the the lightning round? Are we doing the lightning round right now? Yeah,
4: this is the lightning round right now. Okay.
0: <laughs> Just checking.
4: Yeah.
0: I wasn't sure what this was. Yeah,
4: I, I I decided to open up the second half of this show to... Adjusting this list, and it seems like we got the approval. We got a pretty okay list. Well, I mean,
2: I want to talk about uh, where time stood still, which is my weird choice. It's not a game I like playing, but I find the idea really interesting and the developer really interesting. Is there one you would swap
1: with that one? Would I swap out where time stood still? Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I think the Great Escape is more famous. Mm -hmm. I think the only thing I would say, if you if you wanted to put a game by Denton Designs in there, I would personally go with Frankie. Frankie goes to Hollywood. Frankie goes to Hollywood. Yeah. So I'd perhaps possibly say that one um, again, just because as far as I mean, oh, actually I'm just checking. Was there another? Was there a licensed one in there? Can you score more than one in that game? Uh,
0: because when when two tribes go to war, one, one's all that you can score. This <laughs> is a this is a
1: Frankie Goes to Hollywood reference. I know. BTW. Completely <laughs> un- no. completely unfaithful sure. game actually, because yeah, you can score a hell of a lot more than one. Yeah, rude.
4: If it's not relaxed, then I don't know it. Tim, I don't think you were with a T. I don't think you were on this episode. Do you oh, have no, any wasn't. favorite British games that didn't make this list?
3: I do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it just kind of looks like, uh, looking it over in my head, it just kind of, kind of seems like maybe I have a different. So let's let's settle on the use of the word different. A different uh, concept of what makes a quote-unquote good quote-unquote British quote-unquote game so maybe I'd better just keep them to myself I think for example you would have to just even though it never got released you would have to put Milo on there like that's one and then another one is how are you gonna not have block uh, and or solar Jetman on there yeah. right I know they were released on Nintendo consoles, which isn't as "quote unquote" cool. But I'd probably put a sensible world of soccer at number one.
1: I wouldn't fight that. I think one. I think as far as another quite modern game, I kind of mentioned it briefly earlier. Horace. I mean, as far as sheer Britishness goes, just based on the sheer Britishness of a title, mm-hmm. it's hard to get much more British than that one. There's about a thousand different references to British TV, media, pop culture, events. I never played it. It's a great game. It goes on a bit long, but it's a great game.
0: It's the best platformer of 2019, according to its own uh, Steam description.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you get it.
0: <laughs> I'm realizing now you've referenced this game a couple times, but it's it's actually it's only got 300 reviews on Steam, so I, I suppose it wasn't the uh, it, w- it wasn't like doing gangbusters. Out oh there. no, it wasn't super successful or anything. It was. It um, wasn't
1: busting gangs and it wasn't burning barns. It's kind of one of those one man's. Passion project sort of game that he spent a good few years on. So, nice.
3: what was the what was the like uh, like the semi ironic sort of exasperated, uh, too cool for school? angle behind this uh list oh i
0: don't think there was one it, that, that's why it was invited. that we
4: want to do something special for the fourth of july and thought it would be fun to talk about to a, oh yeah to be in the independent talk about the news okay
3: okay uh <laughs> i mean i would have put some bad games on there i would have put i, I would have put banjo kazooie on there and i would have argued that uh there's a re- there, it has to be on any list of the best british games even though i hate it uh, it's gotta be on there because it's the british game that made it goldeneye i mean i'm just this is just turning into rare games now i realize but like goldeneye is also a british game and is it's that not actually, that we
1: discussed there it. is not a rare or ultimate game on here actually that surprises me
3: yeah that's that's what i'm saying uh the exclusion of rare games from this list is uh is a little telling you gotta at least have a rare game on there I think there's none better than Banjo-Kazooie, which is just a a bloated mess. (laughs) Which you hate. (laughs) Yeah, and it it contains... It's not not Donkey Kong 64, which would be quote-unquote funnier to put on there. And it's not Diddy Kong Racing, which is actually pretty good. Banjo-Kazooie kind of has what I consider the most perfect crystallized essence of British game design in there if that makes any sense yeah. it's like the summit of british game design mountain it's like it's it's got so much stuff in there that feels like it's not exactly mario 64. it's right. uh it's uh mario 64 you know filtered through through britain intangibly it's mario
4: 64. With so it's the
1: hand. evolution of yeah. games like um from the 16-bit generation it's the evolution of games like zool yeah yeah exactly move over mario here comes zool move over sonic god
4: zool dude here like, comes banjo? Zool. that was i i played zool i'm gonna call it there thank you all for coming around for this episode does anyone have anything they'd like to plug or recommend to our audience this is the time to do it
0: i have a couple i also but i also have a question for kim which is if i'm gonna buy this horus game How important is it that I be able to control my character very well? Like, is it precision-based? It's quite a tough platformer. Okay, so I will purchase it not on the Switch, uh, is the answer.
3: I mean, I would would advise anyone listening to this to just kind of slowly stop buying stuff for the Nintendo Switch if you can avoid it. Yeah.
4: Yeah, that's the smart money. Yeah, right. Get on, get, get
3: on, take me off ramp. Something's coming. Yeah.
4: There. So okay,
0: I got a couple small uh, recommendations here. One is this might be obvious to everybody, but if if you like me, watch a fair amount of four three content on YouTube, watching uh, uh, videos of old games and such, like you can turn off YouTube's ambient mode, which on your phone it tries to average the colors. That are going on in the four f- three frame and, and put that on the side, which I th- I guess is supposed to be nice, but for me it's incredibly distracting. I'd rather just have it be black. So you can turn that off in the settings. You can uh, I didn't know that until recently. You can do that. So that's that's one recommendation is uh turn that off. Another is uh the website capsulecity.com, which is uh Eric Wensky, who made that capsule forest game some time ago, has a website that is very Oldie times and it auto plays music and it's got little rotating gifs and stuff, but it doesn't feel like it's in a, um, ex- it's not exactly in a throwback nostalgia irony kind of way. It feels very legitimate, uh, not legitimate, earnest to me. And uh, it has a kind of like a web rings section of fun websites to check out. It's just a nice, little website that you can browse around if you want to have a web 1.5 kind of experience that is is not irony tinged and doesn't have some thing to sell you so check
1: out that website it's kind of fun that's what i got check it out
3: interesting
1: i have a recommendation please since it's the start of the year if you have um a backup drive or a usb full of old word documents that you've written that you wrote say 15 20 maybe even long years ago perhaps now's the time to go back and read them because you mm. knows you might find something that you realize that you hadn't thought about in as long a time i've kind of been doing that lately
0: oh good yeah. i'm glad that that's where that was going because i was worried that you were going to be like you make sure you those. back those up because yeah. i lost all of mine <laughs> that's what i thought <laughs> that I was going to go toward <sighs>
4: Kim, do you uh, have any recommendations on where people can find more of your
1: of where stuff. people can find Mate coat oh, yeah. more um, of you? Well, and yeah. and
4: I want to say that
2: that the Kim does some really great lists, like the one that we yeah. just fumbled through. So so uh, please please tell people where those are.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm on YouTube mainly. Um, if you search Kim Justice, you'll find me. Um, as I say, I, do, I tend to do a lot of list content, um, a lot of like going through arcade games by a certain developer or just generic top 50s and also a lot of kind of documentary type stuff as well. My most recent one was about um, a ZX Spectrum emulator from the 1990s that was actually created um, by two Bosnian soldiers during in the middle of the siege of Sarajevo. Ooh. That was a good one. Yeah, fair. Enough. Thank you. Um, I also have another YouTube channel which is devoted to professional wrestling, uh, mainly Pro Res Japanese wrestling. And I'm also on Twitch a lot, which is kind of completely different from the stuff that I do on YouTube. Much more sweary and obnoxious, but there you go. <laughs> Two great flavors. Yeah, multiple <laughs> different flavours. I'm like Heinz baked beans, you know, fifty seven varieties.
3: Oh yeah, it's too many.
1: Yeah, just just <laughs>
0: focus focus up a little bit,
1: Heinz. That would just taste the same.
3: Thing. For some reason, fifty-seven is a less popular number amongst uh, fiction writers who need a large number that sounds real than both forty-seven and thirty-seven. By All the right. way, fifty-seven comes up so much more infrequently. Too high. 47 is by far the most common. 37 is by far the second most common. 57 is number three. Just letting everybody know.
0: And you can't use 42 anymore because everybody, uh, that's That's too associative.
4: Right. Does anyone else want to speak their truth right now? Speak the truth. What
3: what does that mean? Um, (laughs) uh, If you're living in the city of New York, I would advise never ride the subway ever again because (laughs) we've just had two subways derail in the last uh, seven days. We had one uh, here after, last week. Yeah. Um, it turns out the infrastructure is falling apart in America. Build a boat. Meet me in the middle uh, of the Atlantic Ocean.
4: <laughs> the transatlantic. Where we're
3: going we're gonna to build an island out of uh, plywood and whatnot. And we're all going to talk like Cary Grant. And it's going to... Eventually, you know, twenty years or so if we're lucky, it'll become a real life Bioshock game.
0: It can be overrun with Pomeranians and Chihuahuas. Oh,
3: Waterworld. Everybody, oh god, Waterworld rules. <laughs> Kevin Costner. <laughs> mm. Who who here has seen the movie Waterworld and doesn't like it? You no, know, I, I saw it and I liked it.
0: Yeah, I've seen it I've seen it about fifteen times. I like I it.
1: neither saw it nor liked it. Yeah, you can check it out sometime, Frank. Another recommendation as well. Oh, let's hear it. Just is it um wider world? go to YouTube. It's Waterworld world based, yeah. Go to Waterworld world and listen to the soundtrack for the SNES game.
3: Yeah. Don't play oh, yeah. the SNES
1: game, just listen so to the soundtrack. Good. It is amazing. It's hard times a popular
3: OST. But do not, however, play that video game.
1: No That's bad. leave leave that alone.
3: Oh, I guess uh, I would. I would recommend. People are always asking me what kind of movies I like, and I usually don't answer. I, I don't. I don't usually go into too much detail. But uh, one of my favorite movies that I've ever seen in my life is the film Under the Skin. I think anybody who knows me or follows my work knows this. The director of Under the Skin, Jonathan Glazer, a uh, wonderfully British uh, director who's done a lot of uh, uh, Radiohead music videos and whatnot. He his new movie. The zone of interest is out, you might have seen people talking about it. It's one of the best experiences uh, uh I've ever had with a piece of art is watching that movie. So if you want just to if you want to go see something in a theater, find a theater that has really, really, really good sound. Don't be like the guys who are in the bathroom after the movie. you just go sit down uh shut up, don't think about it too much and just let the movie happen and uh just witness that movie. just go ahead. That's what I would say. That's my recommendation for the week. It's probably not going to be in theaters for too long. I think it's rolling out wide like this week. So
4: check it out. Thank you. All right. I've got some recs. If nobody else has any. Frank, do you have any? Or or was your recommendation Kim Justice?
2: Yeah, my recommendation is Kim Justice as a concept.
4: It's a very good one. Uh, Here's mine. If you enjoyed this episode or any episode of Intercredit, you could rate and review our show wherever and however you can. You could support us on patreon.com slash insertcredit to pay everyone involved in this show except Tim. Uh, we also don't pay our guests. Oh, if you'd like to sponsor our show shoot. with an advertisement or personal message, uh, you can do that by contacting us at show at insertcredit.com. You can also join our community at forums.insertcredit.com or find videos of these episodes on youtube.com slash insertcreditshow. This episode is edited by Esper Quinn, with original music by Kurt Feldman. I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Safali. I'm Tim Rogers.
0: I'm Brandon Sheffield.
1: And I'm Kim Justice.
4: And go, 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 run away from the Sharknado.
2: Nice. Uh, yeah. I had to license that song separately. <laughs> <laughs> it cost wow. a thousand wow. dollars flat. Wow. Thousand dollars.